1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome in. It's the Ken Miller Show. We've reached the midway point of the week, a Wednesday edition. Trent Condon is with me for the next couple of hours. We will talk sports with you. Appreciate you being here with us on 1700 KBGG. Coming up uh, to, uh, during the program on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, two locations, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines and 410 Street Southwest in Altoona. You'll hear David Kaplan brought to by our friends at heartlandflags.com. Cappy checks in at about 1225. Matt Poston's, Heartland College Sports. Also, Moonlights uh, does some blogging for one of the Dallas Cowboy websites. So we'll get the uh, an update if there is one on Joel Lanning, uh, et cetera. Uh, from Matt Poston's, Mitch Holtis is going to be here as he rounds out his, this is the last week of Daily Chiefs Conversation, correct,
2: Trent You Condon? have that right. Yep. We will wrap it up on Friday with a report from the road, and then we will so hear from him. So this will be him. the only back and forth we
1: have today and
2: tomorrow? or Today and tomorrow. Today yep. and tomorrow. Gotcha. And then uh, next week he is getting ready for the season. We'll hear from him Thursdays all throughout the regular season.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we get him uh, on a weekly basis as the uh, Chiefs are one of those four teams that moves the needle locally. So Mitch will be here uh, about one ten or thereabouts. Of course, he's brought to us by our friends at Papa John's and then John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com, who, by the way, not John. John didn't get a fresh coat of paint that I'm aware of, <laughs> um, but Hawkeye Nation did.
2: Yes, yeah. Website
1: looks good. They um, they tinker with it, and John's a um, I, you know, he keeps up and knows what he has to do mm-hmm. to keep traffic uh, to the level that it once was. And uh, Hawkeye Nation has changed the front page today. So if you have got some time, you're um, stealing some seg- some minutes from your boss. Uh, HawkeyeNation.com, check it out at some point. All right, Trent, so a lot of things to get to. I think we should start with the Cubs and the acquisition that they made of one Daniel Murphy, who's been a Cubs killer, quite frankly. And and look, I like the move,
2: but he can't pitch. No, he cannot. Well, probably not well. Yeah, he might do it in a mop-up game. Right, right. If they're down do double
1: digits, and you're looking for somebody to just you know get a couple outs. Well, they they've done it a couple of times. Rizzo
2: pitched this year. They have enough position players now that they can probably throw a yeah. lot of them out there. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. They
1: they essentially, as Jeff pa- Passan, Passan? Passan? Passan Passan pointed out uh, yesterday, Yahoo, right? Yes, I think he is. Um, you know, catcher is going to be Caratini or Contreras. First baseman is going to be Russell, and then there's the pitcher. So six spots on a daily basis. Joe Madden is then going to have to decide Bryant, Baez, Schwarber, Murphy, Zobris, Russell, Elmora, Hap, Hayward, Bodie. I guess that's a good problem to have. That means that whoever, you know, the odd men out that day are going to be big bats potentially. Yep. That's not Tommy Listella listed on that list, who, as of last week, and he may still be leading baseball in pinch hits. Uh that doesn't include him on that list. So uh but again, Trent, um, they need starting pitching. Montgomery, although indications are he's maybe a little bit ahead of schedule, but Darvish has been shut down. You know, I'm of the opinion, after watching the game last night, you've heard of reverse close, right? Mm-hmm. I want to take another permutation of that. Okay. I want to put Pedro Stropa on the mound in the first inning, Shuck. or Morrow in the first inning when Kyle Hendricks is on the bump, because Kyle Hendricks in the first inning is atrocious. ERA's up in the eights, gave up his two runs yesterday in the first inning yet again, and then Hendricks shuts the lineup down as he did again yesterday. But if you look at his season, the first inning all year long has been a bugaboo for
2: the professor. That it has. And so odd. Now, for a guy like him that has to be incredibly pinpoint, maybe that's the reason for it. And you wonder... You go through your routine, work to change something there. But he does paint corners, doesn't he? That's well, when you throw eighty-six. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Yeah, it's about location, as we saw see with Bartolo Colon. Right. It's about location. When he's got it, he's still incredibly good. Mm-hmm. When he doesn't, mm-hmm. he's not easy, fooling anybody. He's easy to square up for major league hitters, and the same thing with Hendricks. So Hendricks has, I think, a lot more movement to his pitches, and and can do has a better repertoire probably of pitches for Colon. It's. Pretty much one pitch. I mean, that's all he throws anymore, but it's incredibly effective. Yeah, that's uh, That's an odd one. Concern about this team now? I mean, we've talked about this now for the last few weeks. I'm certainly more concerned than I was a month ago, three mm-hmm. weeks ago. Because the Cardinals aren't going away. And they keep finding ways to win.
1: And the Dodgers are the, find themselves in a real fight. And the Cardinals have taken the first two games in this series.
2: Yeah, this isn't a Dodgers team that's up 12 and a half games no. and is coasting their way no, in. No, no, no. They're fighting for a wild card at this right. point. Right. It's not even the division. They're just mm-hmm. to get into the playoffs. How crazy would it be if our if our National League playoffs were Atlanta, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Arizona, Colorado? Mm. Sign me up for that Colorado-Oakland World Series. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think don't the powers that be. I think Fox
1: is looking forward to that one. In fact, they may reassign Joe Buck back to football yes, if that's what yeah, they yeah. get. Uh, boy, we'll throw- can you imagine that stinker? You know, but it's new blood on the one. Look, it's the World Series, so you'll watch, but I get your point. Yes. I mean, We've it would had be hardcores, right? It would be hardcores yeah. that would tune in to watch it. Yeah, I'm, I, you know what? It's better when you have one of the heavy heads. I told One you of the we public need teams.
2: Yankees Red Sox this year.
1: We need a series. Well, we're going to see that. I think it all Well, I shouldn't say that because
2: yeah.
1: Look what Cleveland has done to the Red Sox this last yes. couple of nights. Look, the Red Sox have been so good. Yes. That this this isn't alarming by any means. I am not I'm not screaming there's, you know, time to make some changes there. <laughs> Core is the manager of the year. Um but Cleveland is, you know, that we I think it came up last week, if not the week before. Are we overlooking Cleveland? You know, we talk about the Astros, we talk about the Mariners and the A's making a run. The Yankees, uh, yeah, Yankees. The Yankees and the Red Sox have been so good. We don't mention the Indians and they're leading their division. It's a foregone conclusion, and maybe that's why. But here's Cleveland again, Trent, and they've got uh, um, the Red Sox in the other dugout. They're on the road and look what they've done.
2: And the rotation with Kluber, mm-hmm. Carrasco, Bauer. Bauer of Healthy. Yeah, and he will be. And Clevenger is your four? Uh huh. Yeah. And that bullpen? And that, and that lineup? Yep. That's a lot of things to like. And, and that five manager? Series? Yeah. Well, and, and don't look now, but they're right there to get home field in the division series, not having to travel to Houston, which it looked like kind of inevitably all year long. Mm-hmm. As Houston's come back, Cleveland's played incredibly well. Might get three of those five. At the Tribe, at the Jake, and, and suddenly, that's a scary team. If you're the Red Sox, who are you more concerned about seeing? The Indians? Leaving the Astros aside, because I still think they're the most talented team, yeah. probably roster top to bottom. Well, with that pitching staff, right? Would and you rather would see the, the Yankees or the Indians in a series? I think the Yankees. I think so, too. Now, the scary thing is, playoff baseball is different, and uh-huh. their bullpen. Uh-huh. And the Indians, though, in the past have had a good bullpen. It's been a disaster this year. Miller's mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Andrew Miller, who... Mm-hmm. You can go for an inning, you can go for two, you can go for three. We've we we've seen him be able to do that. But the Yankees, the way that they can just stretch things out with all those arms. now Chapman Although Chapman got hurt yesterday. Hurt, left hurt that knee, yeah. which was injured right around All-Star break, I think, if I remember was that what it was? Yeah, he, in fact, didn't go to the All-Star game because of the injury and decided to take a little rest of that time. It cropped up end of June, something like that. And, and he used that as a, a mini-rehab, if you will. But, I mean... Well, they get Britton from from uh, Baltimore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to go with Robertson?
1: Who this time last year was the best closer in the yes. game.
2: It's it's a different game yeah. come playoff time because that rotation doesn't scare you. No Severino, we, we and saw Batanzas last year. has been hot and cold,
1: but yeah. better. I mean, better yeah, he's good. Post- yeah, boy.
2: I mean, you're talking about five power arms down there. They all give you an inning. I just need four. Yeah, CeCe, give me four.
1: I still think Batanzas is the closer in waiting there. Yeah. I really do. I mean, I've, we've seen him when he came in. And I, I've seen enough. I know he's he's good. And uh, when he's on, he's really, really unhittable. Hey, I want just a couple of minutes on college basketball because the uh, NCAA um, continues to tweak things. Uh, the RPI is dead. Um, there's some now they're going by something called net. Have you dug into this at all? I know that the margin of victory is capped at ten. Yep. Um, on the surface, is this the right move?
2: From what you've been able to glean, the RPI always had flaws. Yes, yes. There, there are parts of it that never made a whole lot of sense. And though they've tried to evolve it and change it, we've seen the move the last couple of years to quadrant victories as opposed to just top fifty victories. A win over a top 75 team being the same as a win over a top 30 team, be it on the road versus at home, because that is important in all sports, but especially in college basketball. So I I like that they continue to evolve. They continue to change. And this is something that people that are deeper in the weeds than I am as it pertains to the computer numbers say has been a long time coming. I think on the surface, I like most everything that I've read about what this is going to do. It, It is All this is is a grouping system. They're not going to go, and they never did with the RPI, and just, all right, these are the large teams Mm -hmm. left. This is their RPI. They're in. You do have to dig bit deeper into it than that. I think this is going to give a truer representation, not of just who you scheduled, who you played, but also what you've done in those games. Can you go away from home and win games? Things like that. This is going to give a better representation. There are going to be things that crop up, I'm sure. uh Should they have just used Ken Palm? Might have been the easiest thing. Now, <laughs> the difference, though, is Ken Palm is a predictive measure. Ken Pomeroy's numbers are predictive, and that's why you see his projected point spread almost a, always lines right up. With Vegas, it does a Vegas's lot. Vegas' yeah, numbers. He's because very good. It is a predictive model. Mm-hmm. Well, a predictive model is one thing, but we see talented teams that, frankly, aren't very good. It happens quite a bit. You don't want a predictive model. You want to also measure on what you've actually done. You know, Ohio State last year, all the predictive models would have said, oh, this team's going to be terrible. Right. They turned out not to be very terrible. We, we saw that. So you don't want to go completely there because you have to give credence to what teams have actually done, what they've accomplished on the court. So, no, going completely to Kempom, I would be against that, but this is also a part of it. Kempom's in there. Sagarin's in there. Your schedule is in there. These are all important components together, but most importantly, winning games. Is it going to change a whole lot? No it's all this is is a different way to measure teams but frankly the difference isn't huge that we're going to see and I, I would love to get a rundown the rpi numbers from rpi numbers from last year kempom numbers from last year and what the net numbers were from last year and just see how different they actually are cuz i'm going to guess it's not going to be a huge difference between many of them um
1: real quick let's just uh, cuz the schedule was released the big 10 basketball schedule was released after you and i were off the air yesterday mm-hmm. Um, look, I love the end of it. It's going to be difficult. Don't get me wrong. The um, finishing Wisconsin, Nebraska as road games that won't be a picnic. Nope. I think they end up what they've got three out of their final four. Uh, they play on the road. Ohio State being the other one. Their final home game is against Rutgers. When the schedule came out, um, I guess your your first thoughts.
2: It's not bad. It's not. We there's knew nothing. Michigan
1: State was on there early, and that's yep. that was indeed the uh, the the way that uh, it turned out.
2: It's not overly daunting by any means when you put it all together. I've already gone through and W'd and would it. And what do you have them at? I had them at 18 and 13 when I finished up. Okay. 18 and 13. That's nine, good enough. 9 and 11 in the Big Ten. So that's the key there, 9 and 11. Can you get them to 10 and 10? I think you can. I don't think there's, there's huge stress. The questions are the Big Ten last year. It was bad. It was mm-hmm. a bad conference last year for Big Ten standards. Give me your power ranking top three right now. Oh, let's see. Michigan State.
1: Agree. I want to see if you have this school
2: in there because I'm convinced they are. Are you going Wisconsin? Nope. Because I like Wisconsin. about, Not top three. Nope. Badgers are going to be back in the NCAA yep. tournament this yep. year. Michigan State. You're not going with your Cornhusker. Yes, love again, you? I am. Well. If the Big Ten is better, they're not winning 13 games this year. Even with two extra games in there, uh-huh. they're not going better than 13.
1: They're 12 and eight. Is Nebraska's going to be good, Trent. Going to be all right. Yeah, they'll be a be- tournament team. Oh, there's no doubt. They'll be a seven. Season. I think. Remember this time last year, we were trying to find that second team in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and we were a lot of people were in, on Minnesota. I yeah. think I might have been early in the year too. I, I'm. That's where I am with Nebraska this year.
2: The the middling teams, e- even after Nebraska, Michigan, Michigan State, I think Indiana's going to have a bump up this year. Do you like Michigan, by the way? I do. I, I B- do. You top three? Yeah, probably. It's, right it's, at, they right were my three. That. They are my three. But what does Minnesota do You know, after a disaster? Mm-hmm. Iowa falls into that mix, a disaster last year. Purdue, how big of a step back is it for them? has to be this year. This year. year? There's, there's some kind of step back. Is it to 11-9 and nine in the conference? and it's so weird talking about conference records now, with twenty games in there. Love it. Eleven and nine. Love it. And you go nine and eleven, but you get a couple. You get a Michigan State scalp on there. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. And you get Michigan State days. twice, so there's a
1: chance to get a Michigan State right. scalp.
2: It's just, it's going to be very odd, I think, talking about it. But for the Big Ten as a whole, they need everybody to step forward. They need the conference as a whole to make a big leap because. That's another thing people said, well, it doesn't matter that Iowa plays the six garbage teams that they have on the non-conference schedule because you're playing 20 conference games. Not really. Like I said, Nebraska won 13 games last year in the Big Ten, but they beat 13 bad teams. When you don't beat anybody good, there's not a whole lot of weight to it. So if you're an Iowa fan, boy, if they can sneak to 11-9, and 9, maybe just maybe they can get in. We need the Big
1: Ten to be. You good need to do the conference that. to be better. I, I agree with you. All right, David Kaplan, coming up in a couple of minutes. Did you see? You know what? No, let's save that because you came. I forgot all about this. I probably should have started with this. I meant to. You came in with a bounce in your step. Yep. You had it all figured out. You told me. I, I said, "Don't tell it. me a thing. Let's save it for the year." <laughs> I'm guessing you you figured out I was football record. Is that where you're going?
2: I'm I'm ready to make my prediction for the year. And mm-hmm. as we've talked this summer, up and down, five and seven, roller coaster. That's what you are with this team. You're up uh, one day, you're down on the dumps the other day. Eleven and eleven and one. One day, I mean, I've I've been all over the place. But I think I have it figured out.
1: Well, I'm anxious to hear. Is the roller
2: coaster heading up to the top, or is it going down through the bottom? We're hopping on the tornado out it eventually. And is that still around? I, I don't have, even know if it is. I've been there since 1991. <laughs> You're not the right person to ask. We're heading up the incline. Okay, Iowa football is climbing. All right. Now it's not going to get off to a great start. By the way, Michael Loss was nine and three today. Nine and three. Cedar Rapids Gazette. Nine and three. He is on record. Iowa will have a loss in the non-conference.
1: Okay, so Northern Illinois, Iowa State, Northern Iowa. Well, we both, we both think Iowa State will beat Iowa, so I'm assuming you're still there?
2: Yeah, that's... that's I haven't
1: moved. Iowa we'll, State will beat Iowa.
2: Next week we'll do officially kind of game by game, okay. but I'll keep it at Iowa State. I, they're going to lose one of these So two. two and one. Two and one. They beat Wisconsin, though. Oh, they beat Wisconsin. They beat Wisconsin.
1: Well, you've said that uh, earlier, I, and then you kind of adjusted I a little did. bit when you realized about Hornebrook. Um,
2: <laughs> your love of Alex Hortybrook. <laughs> I can't wait till he comes out and throws four picks and liable to He's liable to oh, Okay, so you got him beating whiskey. So that they that do. puts him three and one. They're going. They're going to finish seven and two in conference.
1: Okay, so you've got them at maybe lost to Penn State. So
2: you're like a lost nine and three. Nine and three. One of them in the non conference. A loss to Penn State. There'll be another one.
1: So in if there. you've got him beating Wisconsin, does nine and three give them the Big Ten West in your mind?
2: Oh yeah, at seven and two. They will hold the tiebreaker over the Badgers, and they will be playing in Indianapolis against the Michigan State Spartans.
1: Here we go again. A
2: rematch of 2015. Strap on your helmets. Physical old school football. Here we go again.
1: So you've got them losing at Penn State. Yeah. And
2: their other losses where? Maybe Northwestern. Maybe something dumb at Indiana. At Purdue? No. You're bigger on Purdue than. Wow, well,
1: this is like the quarterbacks.
2: Yes, and, and their coach. Yeah, their coach, yes. right? That goes along. Yes,
1: long absolutely.
2: There'll be another one in there. I'll put they're, Penn they're, State. It's not many. Nah, I don't think
1: so. No, it's not. They're starting a true freshman
3: quarterback, a walk-on.
2: He, is, I know. He's, I mean,
1: I know he's, he's got, a walk-on
2: in name, right? Right. Though. I mean, he's got some pedigree based yes. on where he went to high school. He took over for what oh, is Nikowski, the kid that's going to mm-hmm. start at Rutgers this mm-hmm. year as a freshman, and he went to IMG Academy, right? He he wasn't playing at Caminita. he, he
1: <laughs> wherever that is. Yeah, he, he
2: wasn't he wasn't a starter for the Charles City Comets. He was at IMG Academy. And now, are you are
1: you stuff. flaunting your state of Minnesota knowledge right there? <laughs> those are doing? actually Iowa schools? Oh, those are yeah. Iowa schools.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. He wasn't at Blooming Prairie. There you go. There's, there's a right. Minnesota one for you. He uh yeah a different kind of. And he was a walk on. His family has some money, mm-hmm. though, too. He and they won- gave his brother a scholarship yesterday. Yes. Did you see that? A couple of days ago, he had offers at other schools. He could have gone to Cincinnati. He could have gone. I mean, he and had he's other been. Offers. He
1: was there in the spring. So yeah. this isn't like he's just on campus and been, been anointed as the guy.
2: But there are going to be growing
1: pains. Absolutely, they will, the Minnesota doesn't have a prayer. Minnesota is going to be bad. I think mm-hmm. Illinois, Minnesota, that game is going to determine. Who's who six. finishes last? <laughs> who's I really? Who seventh? Yeah. I, I agree with yeah. that. I agree with that. I, I put them a cut below so, everybody. So else. Maryland is sadly uh, Maryland. I mean, I don't know what to expect. And I thought Maryland was going to be better based on all the quarterback problems they had last right. year. So if that's not the the trip up, if you want to call it that, because seemingly I think that's where you're going, right? Put it Northwestern. They North- will Western. trip up against yeah, but
2: Northwestern. Mm-hmm. I, by that time Thorson, you would and expect North- to be healthy. Well, I yeah,
1: would hope. Uh, and Northwestern's not in the tiebreaker then.
2: Okay. Nope. It's Iowa, Wisconsin, both seven and two. We'll say the Wild. And I think Wisconsin's going to have a little more of a dip, or uh, Northwestern, excuse me, more of a dip. I see more of a five and four kind of Big Ten slate out of the Wildcats this year. So
1: um, Wisconsin, they're they're two. Uh, their crossovers are at Michigan. Yes. At Penn State, home to Rutgers, which you know they're, they're losing at
4: Michigan.
2: Losing. Losses to Iowa could and be. Michigan. Yep. That could seven be seven and two, and the tiebreaker sends Iowa to Indy. Mm. Take that. Are you? Well, are you? Are you? Well, then to... we're going to have to split because well, we've already said Iowa State's going to be in Dallas and I was going to be in Indianapolis. So you take the drive down thirty-five. I'll go across well, on I'm eighty. G- unfortunately, not unfortunately. I'm going to be in Los Angeles. Oh, you are. Yes. Oh, you got to work that weekend. I do. Well, I'll see if I can do the double dip.
1: Think it's in the budget. I, I'm. Yeah, well, no. But, but I'm about to save the horse racing industry. Oh, you we are? Have, yes. we got a lot going on. i very busy, Trent Condon. We'll come back. We'll remain busy with David Kaplan. He joins us next. He's brought to us by our friends at heartlandflags.com. Thank you for them for making it possible to talk to the Cap Man. Uh You've heard the spots. Yeah, time for that new flag. Tailgating season is upon us. Any college team, any NFL team, heck, any team, any sport, And more than just sports at heartlandflags.com. Check them out. Cappy next from Chicago. What does the Daniel Murphy move mean? Is it enough? And what about that pitching staff cap? Is he concerned about that? We'll find out next when Trent and I continue. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG.
0: You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
2: wolfconstruction.net
0: From the Barrel, Des Moines Whiskey Festival kicks off this year and will be taking place at the River Center in downtown Des Moines featuring two days of food, entertainment, cigars great causes, and of course, whiskey Don't miss Des Moines Whiskey Festival happening November 2nd and 3rd Tickets on sale now at dsmwhiskeyfest.com
3: Don't waste away the last days of summer in a car you hate. Join my flip-flop revolution today. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. I'm on a mission to help everyone kick back in a car they love. I'll help you flip out of your current car and flop into a nicer newer one by paying up to $4,679 more than appraised value for your trade. Relax in a ride you'll love. My one and only for the people credit approval process is easy breezy. My team is the best there is and we know how to get you approved even if you've been turned down before. Don't waste away the last days of summer. Be part of my flip Flop Revolution. I'll pay up to four thousand six hundred and seventy-nine dollars more for your trade. And you can flip out of your old car and flop into a nicer, newer car today. But hurry, the revolution ends August 31st, or after we've flip-flopped 82 cars. I'm Joe Clemens and I'm a dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I 235 on the state first side. Call 1467 or online And approved by joe.com. Approved by joe.com. www.approvedbyjoe.com.
5: Purchase price effects, trade allowance,
3: negative equity, maybe refinance. Of
0: Looks like we have another contestant for Russian roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and under-deliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log
6: on to Google
0: and play.
6: <laughs> That's 729 0770 or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R.
1: Looking for a way to give back to the community and have some fun at the same time? The Timothy Yates Hagan Humanitarian Foundation has an event for you. The third annual Tim Hagan Golf Classic will be held at Copper Creek Golf Course in Pleasant Hill on August the 25th at 8 a.m. Up to 25 four-player teams will compete with proceeds going towards pancreatic cancer research at John Hopkins. Water sustainability efforts in Tanzania through Save the Rain and Dream Team Des Moines. Sign up now at tyhfoundation.org. Spots are are going fast.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hey, once
5: upon a time, you dress so fine. Do the dime and
1: you climb. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. David Kaplan coming up momentarily. Is brought to us by our friends at Heartland Flags, heartlandflags.com com Is where you can visit the website. They're also located on Southwest 9th Street in Des Moines, but check them out online. Home decorations, art flag poles, military flags, seasonal flags, MLB. I mean, every single one of those sports. Want a new flag for your tailgate? HeartlandFlags.com makes it possible for us to speak with the Capman every week, and we hope to do that momentarily. Cubs again yesterday. Kyle Hendricks, with the exception of that uh, first inning, he p- was phenomenal. It's been a bugaboo for him all season long. Get past that first inning. He's a different pitcher. Got him again yesterday. And Cappy joins us. Cap, Trenton, Ken, how are you?
7: I'm good. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing well. Came up with a good a theory when Hendricks pitches, a reverse close situation. You put Strope or Morrow in in the first inning, and then you insert Kyle Hendricks in the second inning. Because, Cap, that first inning has not been kind to him all year long. Yeah, but
7: long. If, that, if that ball is
1: caught, by Alvin Elmore, that ball should have been caught. I thought so, too, Cap. Between. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't think he needed to dive. I thought he kind of gave up on it.
7: Well, I think what ended up happening is a bunch of guys are looking at each other like, yep. okay, who's catching that? And the next thing you know, the ball falls, and they call it a double. for I think Jamer Candelario. <laughs> it was. And it said, it, it, said it's an out, it should have been an out. He may not give up a run then. Yeah. So, and then he went out and was... Dealing. Now, he gave up some hits, but they were a lot of soft contact things, and he pitched around all the trouble. So, yeah, I had no issues with a guy who went seven innings and gave up two runs.
1: Yeah, just the first inning has been his, um, in his nemesis all season long. I mean, tongue was firmly in cheek when I you know, came up with that, but you get the point. The first inning hasn't been good. What I do want to get to, Cap, obviously Daniel Murphy's been a Cubs killer. I, I like the acquisition. Does this mean Theo is done now? Are they are, How desperate are they looking for starting pitching?
7: Oh, I think they're definitely out there trying to acquire a starter. I'm just not, i just not sure who's going to clear waivers and give them an opportunity because if it's James Shields, why wouldn't the Brewers claim him? Why wouldn't the Cardinals claim him? Mm-hmm. So I would be surprised if anyone of substance clears waivers and the Cubs are able to insert them in the rotation. Now, again, they're not going to get anyone that they're going to pitch in a playoff game barring an injury, but... I do think that they're out there actively scouring the list. Is there anyone they could use in the pitch this Friday? Because that's the one day that they have a hole right now in their rotation.
2: Cap, the offense puts up just a single run on a solo home run last night. It was Rizzo's turn to uh, hit the bomb and be the only score of the game. And Did you see how he did it off his knees? Yeah, yeah right down the uh, the right field line. Great shot from Rizzo, who is heated up after a slow start, at least relatively to what we saw at the beginning of the season. But this offense continues to uh, be able to put the hits together and get runs. It's a small sample size. It's five games. But how concerned are you right now with the offense as
7: a whole? Well, you have to be concerned when you go historic. I mean, this it never happened. 5 days or Five games in five days with five solo home runs. I mean, it's never, ever happened. You thought, well, you get Monday off, you relax, you'll be okay. Didn't have any effect. I do think getting Daniel Murphy in the lineup tonight should, should be a big help to that offense. Where will they bat him, Cap, have you heard? Will he lead off? They haven't said, I would be shocked if he leads off. That's not what he does. He's a run producer. I would think he'll hit third. That's going to be my guess. Put
2: him in the three spot. The mixing and matching, though, is incredibly intriguing. With the position flexibility, with so many of these different guys, they're going to be rested uh, come playoff time as long as they get to the playoffs here. But how do you think Madden's going to use all these different guys mixing and matching?
7: Well, he's got so many options now to use. The question is which guys are going to fall out of being in the regular rotation. Ian Happ? Albert Almora? I mean... You know, you want Zobrist bad in there, so let's assume that you play Hayward in center, you put Zobrist in right, mm-hmm. and you play Daniel Murphy at second, you put Addison Russell on the DL with the shoulder, so Javi goes over to short, David Bodie until Bryant comes back, then you've got Bodie as a swing guy, and then when you get Addison Russell back, if you do, he goes in at short, Javi over to second in late-game situations when you have a lead.
4: mm
1: When's Chris Bryant coming back?
7: Uh, I would think September 1st or thereabouts. I don't think they're going to rush him back. He just started live BP yesterday, and he's working through a new swing where he keeps both hands on the bat rather than one flying off and the left arm following through, which is putting strain as he torques on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So there's you know a few different ways to look at this thing, uh, what you're going to do. But they expect to get Chris Bryant back, and uh, they think he will be maybe not – the power source that he is expected to be, but he should be a fairly solid addition offensively. You
1: know, Cap, you you, you bring up an interesting point with Brian and, and the, uh, the, the way he's holding his bat and trying to keep two hands on it. And you, you mentioned uh, Addison Russell and the shoulder problem. We see his hand coming off the bat at the end of his swing. Is that similar to what Bryant is going through? Because Russell's bottom hand seemingly always falls off um, when he follows through.
7: Yeah, that's a great question. They have not indicated that. They did tell me this with Bryant, that that's where he's getting a lot of the torque, and then he takes so much extra BT because he's trying to work at his craft that he's aggravated that you know muscle in the outer portion of the shoulder. So does he have a tear in there? They're saying no. They've done two MRIs, but Theo would not rule out the possibility of some type of off-season procedure. So we'll uh, see how it all works out.
2: Not all season long, even when the Brewers were in first place, Cap, it didn't feel, I certainly wasn't overly concerned with the Brewers. I don't think you were either. But here come the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, just two and a half games back. It feels different with the Cardinals chasing them. How concerned are you as you watch the St. Louis uh, team play so well since the firing of Matheny?
7: Well, I mean, it's a race. I mean, when you're two and a half games back, it would be, ludicrous to say that it's not a race. Look, I don't think that they have the greatest starting pitching, but sometimes teams catch lightning in a bottle and they just they bottle something and it just sells. It just plays well. There's a good vibe there, and it, this team is playing good baseball. You cannot ignore that fact, and it think this Going to be a race the rest of the
1: way. Mm. Got to ask you about uh, Kopech on uh, with the with the White Sox made his major league debut yesterday. Of course, he comes over in the Chris Sale trade. He was the, you know, he's the 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 prospect that uh, the the number one prospect coming back in that trade. If you're a White Sox fan, Cap, do you see the light at the end of the tunnel? Knowing Jimenez is coming, you know, some of these guys. It was was a tough year, but now all of a sudden you can see the plan starting to come together
7: was actually he was the number two piece in the trade. They got the number one minor leaguer at the time and Johan Moncada in that deal, got Luis Basabe, who's a pretty decent outfield prospect, and Michael Kopech was the number two guy in that deal. And, uh, look, Kopech is a beast in terms of throwing hard. His command has gotten better. He's only 22 years of age, and... People are already talking, well, could this guy go to the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Slow down there, Sparky. We, you know, he has no wins yet at the big league level. I like him a lot, and I think he has a great work ethic, and I think he's going to be a really special pitcher. But, I mean, people got to remember, he's 22 years of age. It's going to take some time.
2: Over to a little football with you. David Kaplan joining us from NBC Sports Chicago and ESPN 1000. cap. Let's uh let's take a look at the number 1 draft pick he has been signed, sealed, delivered, going through practice. He said earlier today I saw Roquan Smith that said it's up to the coaches if he's going to play. What are we to hear? What are you hearing right now? Are we going to see the middle linebacker out there for his first career game against KC?
7: Well, he hurt his hamstring yesterday. He said it was just a tweak or it was just he felt a little tightness back there. And so they said he's probably not going to practice tonight then. Look, if he feels anything, Play you can't take a chance in live game action that he's going to completely pull his hamstring like Joey Bosa did after his holdout, and all of a sudden you're looking at Joey Bosa missed the first four games. Now he came back with a vengeance It still was defensive rookie of the year. But if he's feeling anything, then he doesn't play for mm. me.
1: Yeah, they got to get him on the field. Look, I'm with you in the concern, but boy, they got to play him, don't they? I mean, they might have something here. You want him to get some, you know, get to up to game speed. of nothing else, practice is one thing. Game speed is a different animal. I'm with you on the concern about the injury, but boy, you want to see him out there.
7: Yeah, you do. But again, if he's got a tight hamstring, you cannot mm. in a preseason game go. Yeah, but I want to see him out there. And then all of a sudden go, great, now we lost him for four weeks and he's missing the first three with three, four weeks of the season.
1: Uh, I got to ask you about uh, Trubisky. I, I I don't get maybe it's just you know a Bears quarterback thing, and I get Bears fans that they can't get overly excited because the quarterback has been a uh, uh, a nightmare for 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 years. Let, let's let's face it. I think they really have something there, Cap. I'm a huge fan of this guy, especially the way the league's going. Got to be able to run. Got to be able to throw it. You got to be able to throw it first before you you know breaks down and run with the football. I think they've got something, Cap. I don't get the concern about Mitchell Trubisky.
7: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't understand the people that are, you know, concerned. Look, this guy only played 25 games in the last five years because he was riding the bench at North Carolina and then got his opportunity, took him to a bowl game, and then started last year the last 12 games. We had Joe Banner on this morning, who was the president of both the Browns and the Eagles. And we asked him about Mitchell Trubisky, and he said, I'm just telling you, I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to be a really, really good quarterback. He said, and to be honest with you, I think the Bears are going to overachieve this year. He said, I love Matt Nagy. I had him with me in Philadelphia, and I think he's going to be a really good coach in this league. And I think the Bears are on the way up.
2: James Daniels, the second-round pick from this past season. Ken said it. I've said it. Everybody in the state of Iowa, I think, has said it. He's a better center than a guard. Are they finally going to start – trying to put these square pegs in round holes and and do what seems very simple. White hair is a guard, Daniel's at a center, and go from there, or are they going to keep going down this route?
7: Well, look, I'm going to defer to Harry Heathstand, who everybody in and out of Chicago, everyone in the league said, best offensive line coach in football is Harry Heathstand. There is nobody better in the sport at any level. If that's the case, I am going to, if he feels they should play Cody Whitehair at center and James Daniels at guard. Who am I hmm. to say that he's wrong? I'm going to go with him. But it certainly looks like you might want to put Whitehair at guard. He's struggling with the long snap and put the shotgun snap and put Daniels at center. But again, He stand. this is how he has been putting this whole line together. And if he makes the move, then that's the move that he believes to be the right one. So I'm going to defer and pray at the altar of Harry Mm Heathson. Cap, uh, great stuff. We'll talk
1: to you next Wednesday. Thank you, David Kaplan. Look forward to it, boys. That's Have it. a great day. Yep, you do the same. David Kaplan, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago. We'll come back. Matt Poston's Talks Big 12 when we continue. Mitch Holtis, John Miller in the 1 o'clock hour, HawkeyeNation.com. We've got an uh, updated website today, Fresh Coat of paint at HawkeyeNation.com. Check it out, John Miller 130. Trent and I back after these on 1700
0: KBGG.
2: An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch, everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. In 2014, the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge resulted in more than $220 million in donations to ALS charities around the world. The Every Drop Ads Up campaign was created as a way to continue the movement. This year, the ALS Association Iowa Chapter has added a new event. Bucket Your Boss will take place on Monday, August 27th at Cowell's Commons in downtown Des Moines. Local companies can nominate a boss to be soaked in the fountain, all while their employees get to watch. To learn more about the event or register, visit...
6: That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once,
5: roof it right, right. Roofing.
0: Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your car broke down. Instead, call an audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Urbandale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Urbandale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Urbandale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. Touchdown! Absolute Auto Repair.
2: Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home. Guys, football season is
1: approaching soon. Every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, you'll be devoted to football. Do what I do. Build up that Goodwill Bank account. And here's a way you can build up that Goodwill Bank account. Take your wife or your significant other to one of the many farmer's markets located throughout central Iowa. Grimes, Indianola, Johnson, Perry, Pleasant Hill, Polk City, West Des Moines, Ankeny, Beaverdale, Bondurant, and a whole bunch of them scattered throughout Des Moines. Farmer's markets continuing through the whole month of August for more information. Go to catchdesmoine.com backslash events.
2: Hey guys, Trent Connan back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, give it away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a New Leaf with New Leaf Wellness. com
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself with you until 2. Let's talk some Big 12, shall we? Heartland College Sports' Matt Postons joins us as we go around the Big 12. Do have to, We absolutely have to get a Joel Landing update if mm. there is one from uh, Matt as he also uh, covers the Dallas Cowboys. Matt, Trent, and Ken, good to have you on. How are you?
4: I'm fine, gentlemen. How are you?
1: Good. You know, let's uh, let's get Lanning out of the way, uh, first of all, before we delve into the Big 12. What what are you hearing about the former Cyclone as he tries to uh, make a roster or a practice squad? Any news to report?
4: Not a lot. It's been a really competitive uh, linebacker group in camp, and, and honestly, nobody's gotten hurt, and those are usually the opportunities that players in Joel's position get to kind of show themselves to the coaching staff outside of practice, but it's been a very healthy linebacker group to this point. Joel, you know, by by everything that our Mike Fisher has written about uh, and talked about, you know, Joel Landings had a good camp, but you know, with Jalen Smith, Sean Lee, the first round pick, Leighton Vanderesh, Esch, mm-hmm. uh, Damian Wilson returning, uh, they had five or six guys already in camp that I think the Cowboys felt like could be starters or reserves right off the bat. So. You know, for me, I think Joel has shown enough to them to at least get them interested in putting him on the practice squad. You know, the so-called dress rehearsal game is this weekend. So I suspect you'll see a lot of Joel landing in the second half this week if he's uh, ready and available to play. You never know what will happen at camp during the week. And then, of course, if he's available to play, you'll see him a lot in that last preseason game with the hope that, you know, he can clear the waiver process and maybe the Cowboys can put him on the practice squad.
2: Matta from the Cowboys and a former Big 12 guy into the current Big 12. We all can agree that Will Greer is the best quarterback in the league coming into the year. When we look back, who will be the second best quarterback in your estimation this year in the Big 12? Mm, good one.
4: Oh, That's a really interesting question, and that kind of is the big question after Will Greer. In fact, our Pete Mundo uh, wrote a piece, uh, five bold predictions for uh, the 2018 season, and he actually— Uh, wrote that he feels like at the end of the season Charlie Brewer of Baylor will be the quarterback with the second-most passing yards in the conference. Now, that doesn't necessarily indicate second-best quarterback, but he thinks that Charlie Brewer has the opportunity to put up some really good numbers. I would contend that Brewer has the ability to do that if he can hang on to the job because there are a couple of guys nipping at his heels behind camp, guys who have experience. Uh, You've got Kyler Murray, who just got handed the starting job today at Oklahoma. Um, San Ellinger will be the starter, at least for the Maryland game, for Texas. Uh, Sean Robinson is now the starter at TCU. So we're starting to get a sense of which teams have made their decisions at starting quarterback that had decisions to make going into camp. And, you know, it, it could be just as likely that Kyle Kemp could be the second-best quarterback in the conference by year's end. I mean, there's a small sample size to work with when it comes to Kyle's collegiate career, but I think he showed enough to at least, you know, get me – on board with the idea that he's a he's a good quarterback. He can put up good numbers. He can, you know, do some good things behind center, lead that team to seven or eight, nine wins. You know, that race to be the second quarter the number two quarterback in the conference, so to speak, you know, it, it's wide open because there's really nobody beyond Will Grew that has proven themselves to be a consistent productive quarterback in this
1: conference. Uh, Matt Postens is our guest, Heartland College Sports. You, you mentioned your colleague Pete Mundo and the list he's come up with. Uh, I clicked on the, the uh, defensive line rankings, <laughs> and, and right at the top is, is Iowa State, which in its, of itself is remarkable, but it's the final line in his paragraph that he wrote about him, and I'm going to read it verbatim. This unit has so much potential, depth and quality, to it that it's unmatched in the Big 12. We're talking about Iowa State. Uh, that just goes to show you how Campbell has picked up the recruiting, and, and I'm convinced. I've always been a guy that uh, you know, if you got a quarterback, you got a chance. But I think as college football has evolved here, I think the defensive line it's it's not as important as the quarterback, but it's right there behind it in my opinion. And Iowa State, I think this is one of the many reasons that the Cyclones. Um, are starting to open some eyes throughout college football.
4: Yeah, I think when you, when you look at how the game has kind of changed over the last 10, 15 years in which you see so much more passing, not just in the college game, but in the pro game. Uh, obviously, getting a pass rush is important. Stopping the run is important, and it becomes paramount when you have offenses that you know, have 70, 80 plays a game, and 45 to 50 of those plays are passes. You've got to have guys that can get to the quarterback, that can clog the middle, clog passing lanes, and make life difficult for the quarterback. And you know, Iowa State has a lot of those guys, starting with uh, Ray Lima, who I think is, you know, perhaps the best tackle in the entire conference. Uh, just I saw him play in person last year against Texas, had a great game that night. He's one of those guys that can take up a lot of space. He's very fundamental, really knows exactly where he's supposed to be every play. And he's kind of the heartbeat of that defensive line. So to me, Iowa State, they, picked, they were picked seventh, I think, in the media poll. I was looking at that last night and I'm like, you know, that, that's that's not right. Because the three teams in front of them, K-State, Oklahoma State, and uh, Texas, Iowa State's capable of beating all three of those mm-hmm. teams. Uh, they're capable of winning eight or nine games this year, in my opinion. Now, they've got some holes I've got to you know, plug up, specifically at wide receiver and middle linebacker. But if they can find capable guys to replace those veterans from last year, I see no reason why they're not going to be competitive in every single game.
2: You know, uh, Matt, as you go through, and, and Texas, for some, is a buzz team. Others say, till we see it, I'm not going to believe it. They have their quarterback now, Sam Ellinger. No surprise, he is uh, named the starter by Tom Herman there. Now that that's settled, your outlook on the Longhorns this year?
4: Well, I think my outlook is going to be really determined by the first three games this year. They've got to go to Maryland uh, and play a team that that drove them in Austin last year when they were still trying to work out the quarterback situation. Uh, They've got a pretty cush non-conference game the week after that. I cannot remember who they're playing. But the following week, they've got to go to USC. Or USC is coming to them rather because they went to USC last year. So it's Sam's going to get thrown in the yeah Sam's going to get thrown in the fire right away. And of course, Sam was the quarterback in that USC game on the road last year, if memory serves. So uh, we're going to find out a lot about his development over those first three games. I tend to think that because he's to me, he seems like he has a better handle on the offense and a better handle on what Tom Herman and his group want to do offensively. I tend to think things will run a little bit more efficiently. But it would help him so much if they could figure out what to do with the running game, because they have so much good talent on that offensive line. They could be a power-running team if they wanted to be, but they need guys like Kyle Porter and others to step up and really fill in that void. If they could get a competent running game going early on this year, that would make Stan Ellinger's life so much easier, especially in those first three games.
1: Uh, We have 30 seconds left with you, Matt. Does the Big 12 get a team in the playoff?
4: Right now, I would say no. Uh, West Virginia is my favorite to win the conference, but I think they're going to lose a game, maybe two along the way. Uh, Oklahoma, I don't think they're going to go undefeated this year. I don't think anybody in the league is going to go undefeated this year. And it's not to say that one loss is going to hurt you in terms of getting into the playoff. But you know, right now, I, I could see every team in this conference losing two games because, and it's not because. Everybody is just down. It's just that I think everybody's just so close together. Oklahoma was head to shoulders above everybody last year. That's not going to be the case this year. There's going to be a lot more parity, a lot more teams closer together in terms of talent and experience. And if you lose two games in this environment, in this college football playoff environment, you're not going to the postseason. So right now I would say I don't see a Big 12 team getting into the college football playoff.
1: Talk to you in the weeks to come. Thank you, Matt Poston. HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Appreciate it, Matt Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Matt Poston's uh, HollandCollegeSports.com. Disagree with him on Iowa State's wide receivers. I think they're fine. Middle linebacker, give them that. Mm -hmm. Um, We shall see. Back with the 1 o'clock hour. Next is the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I till 2. Mitch Holtis and John Miller scheduled to join us on the Dr. Stephen Fuller-Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, 1700 KBGG.
0: Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG.
7: We're a roofing machine
5: iowa baseball
7: company you ever wonder what you look like with a full natural head of hair we'll find out mr executive lets you try before you buy get real hair again and a lease with options
0: This year, it's
7: our year. The year we
0: win it all. This is the year the flag flies. For wins. For big games. For titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team.
4: These colors? Uh, these colors mean everything.
0: And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines, or heartlandflags.com.
3: Now at Menards, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Menards has the blocks you need to create your ideal outdoor space. Host your guests on a new patio. 12-inch smooth patio blocks come in red or gray and are 88 cents each after sale price and 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through August 25th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
0: Save big money at Menards. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Rufa Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. <laughs>
6: That's 729 or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R.
0: Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing.
6: These days, there's
5: enough to stress about. Do I eat enough kale? Do I eat too much kale?
3: What's the best way to sell my car? What color should I paint the kitchen?